the the voice is the voice is starting to come back. The last couple of days, the voice was bad, but uh, it's starting to come back now. Jeez, I might mute quite often because I'm still coughing a lot. It's okay. Tony's coughing a lot too, so it's just gonna be one big cough fest this time. Yeah. Did you catch a cold or something? Super fun editing this shit. Yeah. Um, like my first. Just generic head cold. Although Meg pointed out, like, you dumbass, that could possibly be COVID, even though it's not severe. And I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should have got tested. But but since then, cough, just dry cough, no more phlegm or anything, just fucking lingers for weeks. Yeah, I'm the same way. Anytime I get sick and I get a cough, it, it lingers for me, too. It just never goes away for at least a month or two. But uh, the... So before COVID, and I, I was the same way with, with that you were before uh, during the entire COVID. I didn't get a single cold. I didn't get sick at all. Like other than maybe some stomach issues and some normal headache issues, I, I was perfectly healthy over the the entire length of COVID until this bullshit. And when I say this is the worst sickness I've ever been, like I mean it. Like right before COVID, when I went on that cruise, I had gotten sick on the cruise. I was, I was sick and that had been the worst sick that I had ever been. I think until this, there were, there were a couple of days there where COVID said, hold my beer (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. There were a couple of days there where I was legitimately considering going to the hospital because I had a fever for almost a full week. I had full body sweats, even though I had my air conditioner blasting at like 65 constantly. Mm-hmm. I had full body sweats. I had a pounding headache, though. I'm beginning to think that headache was probably from caffeine withdrawal because I realized by the third day, like I hadn't eaten or drank anything like no water, no soda, no tea, anything. So I had uh, Josh bring me some Pedialyte mm. and that helped. Uh, but the headache stayed for like a couple more days. Like the coughing didn't start until like the fourth day. And that was when it started hurting. Mm. Like I didn't have like chest pains or anything like that, but I had like full, just general body pains and, and yeah, uh, like all your, like your bones just ache. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I started the coughing, that just made everything worse because now I'm like shaking, coughing. Mm. And, uh, and then the weirdest pain was, like my legs were the, the muscles in my ankles and, and, and the front of my legs were like atrophying because as I was in bed for literally like the first five to six days, just nonstop in bed, didn't get up. And like the atrophying in my, in my, the, uh, the calves. And then like the pressure from me laying in bed constantly was making my legs hurt, like legit hurt. That was the weirdest part of it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I first got my first symptoms, uh, Sunday night. Like it went quick. Like I got like just a back of the throat, kind of that, that tingle, you know, you get right before you're going to get a cold. Yeah. And I had that like Sunday night after I had made dinner, I had, uh, also made, and it sucks too. Cause I made fucking like all kinds of food that night. I baked. I fucking baked that night. I made brownies. I made cornbread. I made a full-on pork roast. And I got one meal out of it because 
I it was like debilitated with COVID by the by the morning. So it started out like Sunday night. I had gotten the the back tickle, and then by Monday morning, six a.m. Like it was full blown. The fatigue had set in. Oh, and that was the worst. The fucking fatigue. I still have a little bit of fatigue right now, but like just not having the energy to stand up is demoralizing. Um, but yeah, I, I started with the, the back of the throat tickle by, and then by Monday morning, fatigue, headache, full body sweats, fever, all that good stuff. Like it, it was quick. And then on top of that, the injustice uh, done to me today. See this right here? This is a jalapeno popper from from Burger King. It looks normal, right? Uh And there's like nothing inside? Exactly. Yeah. There's literally nothing in there. What the fuck? What happens is is if it sits too long, it just kind of like... like, Seeps out. It dissolves into the like crust or whatever. I've noticed that whenever I get them and they sit too long in the car, because I think it was the last time we went to like two different Burger Kings because they fucked up on our stuff or whatever. And by the time we got home, like 30 minutes later, the the jalapeno cheddar thingies were like, they weren't worth it. <laughs> they weren't very good. They yeah. have to be fresh. I mean, COVID is one thing, but to get COVID and then shitty jalapeno poppers, this this will not stand. It cannot stand. <laughs> it's all good. We'll get you uh, Captain Pike's little uh, little His wheelchair. Yeah. Uh huh. His future wheelchair. Get you the little the little blinky light on the front so you can answer yes no. That way I don't have to talk with my fucked up voice from coughing so much. Yeah. Just beep yes no. Beep, beep, three is get me a beer. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing better, Todd, and you're on the mend. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't it was, worse. It was scary there for, for a couple of days, but... Uh, That's okay. We can focus on the positive. You found the will to live <laughs> because there's too much good stuff out there to watch and play. <laughs> there's too many good video games coming out. We had a fuck ton of video game news. Yeah, yeah, there is a bit this week. Uh, so let's kick this thing off. Welcome, everybody, to the Diseased Getting Off Topic podcast. <laughs> COVID edition. <laughs> Getting Off Topic COVID edition. Good uh, Lord. Episode, episode 51, I think we're at now. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we've been gone a couple of weeks because, you know, reasons. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is a nice, uh, we got a fully loaded episode. I actually prepared. I actually had the time and uh, and dedication to prepare. And some of the news is old, but uh, we've got a good mix in there. Um, but Todd, how other than you know almost dying, uh, <laughs> what you've been what you've been doing, what you watching, playing, whatever? Did what did you have the strength to play? <laughs> uh, not much. I, I, when I told you I didn't get out of bed for the first five days, I literally did not get out of bed for the first five days. <laughs> I literally just watch shit on my phone while laying in bed. Um, But I have, it's been, it's been about a week. So I have gotten up and I have been playing a little bit of video games. Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker, which is a really, really good um, D and D based game. It's actually based on the Pathfinder system, which is very similar to D and D, but um, 
it, it it's definitely a game that I would recommend to anybody that likes like turn based or D and D based games. Like, did you ever play Baldur's Gate? I have not. No. Okay. Um, it's very similar to that. Um, I th I think you'd enjoy it. It's very story rich and story heavy. All the the D and D based games are like story heavy, um, and choices matter. So like you you uh, in this particular game, Pathfinder Kingmaker, you play a uh, a character that um, you create at the start. It's just like the D and D creation system where you pick your character, you pick your traits and your feats and your your attributes and that kind of stuff. And then the the story goes as you're called you're you're called to a a city where uh, the the local baron wants you to go colonize the the nearby barony Ooh. that's been just ruled by brigands and bandits and all that kind of stuff. Basically, you get to make your own kingdom, and your story starts out with your character going in and clearing out the bandits and doing some like quests here and there. And then eventually you become the ruler of the kingdom as you kick out the bandits and go from there without spoiling too much. But it's very D&D heavy. Like you, you, you gather up a party of, of, of characters. You play as like clerics and paladins and rangers and fighters and druids and that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I recommend it highly. And then my old standby is always I play uh, RimWorld and a little bit of Warhammer, a little bit of Dota when I have the energy. I, I don't have the energy for Dota right now. It's too, it's too hard to, to, to maintain low stress when you're dealing with raging teammates. You can't scream at children. <laughs> no, I cannot. Yeah. Uh, I've actually started playing Fallout 76 again. Um, okay. It's gotten, it's become a decent game now. Like it's it's a worthy Fallout game. It's just if the if if they had started where they started at like year one, then it would have been a good game on launch. But uh, that first year was super rough and bad. But yeah. uh, it, it's it's it's. In fact, I would recommend you check it out. I think you'd like it. You can play it completely solo. You don't really have to. Well, I, I say solo. You are connected. You go into a server with people, but you do not have to interact with people if you do not want to. Yeah. I, I would recommend it in, in its current state. Just like uh, adding shit to my Netflix queue. Yeah, I'll add <laughs> it to the mile-long list. <laughs> Maybe I'll get around to it eventually. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's one thing. So I, I've been I've been trying to get you into Critical Role as much as possible, uh, <laughs> as, as much as possible. Uh huh. And I I know you'll never get into like the full campaigns. But I want you and me, they, they recently did a, a, a short series. I say short. Each of the episodes are like four to six hours long. But there's only four episodes. So they did a short miniseries called Exandria Unlimited Calamity. And it is literally the best D&D &D content that has ever been made. Like the players at the table are like, top tier the dm it wasn't actually matt that dm'd this it was a, another guy called uh brendan lee mulligan which is another like top tier dm that's on par with with matt mercer he is a really excellent storyteller he actually came from college humor and if you ever like see like random college humor videos pop up now and again uh he's one of the main people that's behind college humor okay. um it, it's exandria unlimited calamity 
And I really, really think you and Meg would love it. Uh, I, I think you should watch it. At least give the first episode a try because there's only four episodes. You can break it in ha- each episode in half. So they're about two hours long and you're unemployed right now. So you got to, you got a little bit of extra time uh, when you're not <laughs> studying or doing random shit with your family. You'd be surprised how quickly the day goes by and just fills up with shit. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. Is that, uh, where, where is that playing? Uh, you can find, you can, well, uh, you'd have to get it on YouTube. You can go to the Critical Role YouTube channel, and you can get it there. If you watch it, uh, if you have, if you subscribe to them on Twitch, you can watch it on Twitch. But you don't need to. Just go to their YouTube channel; it'll be there. Okay. So Critical Role YouTube, and then look up Exandria Unlimited Calamity. Do it. <laughs> if if you if you enjoy that if you enjoy that mini series. Maybe that'll finally push you into start watching one of the one of the main campaigns. Okay. Uh, well, Megan, I've been watching uh, the big stuff right now, of course. Um, oh, well, first off, actually, since we last podcasted, I believe. Was it after? Yeah, I think it was right after we podcasted last. I uh, took my mom for a belated Mother's Day and saw Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Did you ever end up going to see that? I didn't because I've been covid right okay i just didn't know if you got in there before or not uh, i'm gonna um, end up watching it on paramount plus because it comes out in like a month or two right on paramount plus yeah paramount has the accelerated you know all, all the movie studios change things up uh the theatrical and streaming releases disney tested out that bullshit premium access on disney plus and uh hbo max partnered with Warner Brothers, now Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, they did the dual release, all same day streaming and 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 film uh, theater release. Um, Paramount just accelerated, like they split the time in half. It used to be um, at least 90 days in the theaters and then start shifting over to digital and uh, like digital rental first and then streaming or whatever. Paramount plus um, 45 days. So it's pretty quick. Yeah, so it'll be on there yeah. soon then. Yeah. But uh my my basic like no spoilers review the hype is real. Like it's fucking I... it's a, a, a sequel 35 years in the making like the it has it's better than it has any right to be. It's ridiculous. Wait, which movie? Uh Top Gun Maverick. Oh. That's um, what I was saying when I was hearing like the first the first initial reviews and the the pre-release reviews is like it was uh like best picture almost quality maybe i mean it's just it's just a really exciting i mean of course we all know like tom cruise whatever you think about him like you know his real life whatever he's just a ridiculously entertaining dude and since he's like produces and is behind the scenes like he touches every every aspect of the production these days with him and his like his main partner is uh christopher mcquarrie who directs all writings directs all the uh, mission impossibles now since like number four or five or something um has, has Tom Cruise a, ever put out a bomb i'm sure he has back in the day i don't know but yeah it's just it's oh the mummy the, recently <laughs> oh yeah that horrible ugh, yeah okay like, Everything, like every movie in that universal trying to update their 
classic monsters like everything bombed there was that dracula untold or some shit like that i, I never saw that one i don't know whatever um no yeah it's just it's just really fucking good it does a really great job of doing the what the trendy thing is now which uh, it's funny because they made fun of this and did commentary on it and the latest scream movie if you ever watched that but it used to be that hollywood would just uh just create soulless reboots and your remakes and that would be the thing and you know piss off all the all the legacy fans but it would still bring in a bunch of new money now they're doing the the trendy thing is legacy sequels so ghostbusters afterlife top gun maverick things like that it's honoring the past while also bringing a franchise forward or whatever did you Um, still did you see ghostbusters yet still haven't i've been uh, it's finally available streaming but only on stars so my plan is to just do like the week free trial just to watch it and cancel it <laughs> there you go yeah but yeah i really want to watch that um uh, yeah top gun maverick like it's just super fun uh i took my mom to the uh the regal we, we didn't go to the imax but whatever regals other like big screen epic sound system branding it's like rpx or something like Re- i think that's right. a regal premium experience yeah rpx <clears throat> it's like it's almost imax but not quite um but like the seats are extra comfy and it's like yeah, i mean it's pretty much imax um but yeah it's it's just really fucking good uh i was talking to a friend who's uh, one of my one of my writing buddies is uh married to a pilot and so she's like all into like top gun is her jam and she was, uh we we're talking about like which one's better and she still argues that the first one is king i disagree because i re-watched the first one because it's been ages um so i re-watched it a few days before i went <clears throat> to see the sequel one it's solid 80s fun um but it's make no mistake it is dated it's like you know a bit cheesy at parts and everything like all the aerial action and stuff is still great with the planes but the love story the quote-unquote love story in that movie is very much a product of its time you know where you know five minutes after meeting the hero the woman just completely falls head over heels for no explicable reason whatsoever and she has to have that five minutes of like fierce resistance too yeah yeah to to their credit in the first one um you know he he tries to pick her up in a bar like a a young scamp of a pilot would and it's like yeah you know it's it's 80s the boys club whatever it's all in playful fun but he's straight up like fucking stalker with her when they first meet like it like she says no like good for her she's like uh no thanks like fuck off fly boy whatever and then he follows her to the fucking women's bathroom like still adamant like no we're gonna fuck it's like geez that would not play today like she would have but they still it's the 80s so in the bathroom there's still like a playful back and forth like oh you just you know can't nowadays it would have been like maced kick to the groin run screaming for help (laughs) um yeah anyway it was just it's silly but you know that's par for the course for the 80s but yeah the, the new one really just I equate it to the Terminator franchise, Terminator 1 and 2. First one, great, still solid, but a little dated. Second one is just chef's kiss through and through. 
that's my official rating of. And then that's where the franchise ends. Yes, exactly where it ends. Nothing else ever happened after that. (laughs) Perfect, sealed in time forever and ever. Uh, anyway, moving on. We, uh, yeah, currently Meg and I watching all the freaking TV because <laughs> there's so much of it right now. The Orville season three, finally. Um, Obi Wan, Obi Wan. We got Strange New Worlds. Worlds. We have Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I haven't started yet. Uh, oh, you haven't? It's no, good. Yeah, Stranger it's... Things. Stranger Things. Meg and I are. Oh. Only- we're only I, like two episodes in, so no spoilers, please. Oh, you haven't finished it yet? Oh, no, we, <laughs> we just start. But yeah, God damn it. I know. That's what I'm hearing from people just, you know, online and stuff like, holy shit. Like they've like this, this, like I've always loved this show, but they outdid themselves this year. Holy freaking shit. This, this is the best season since season one. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I actually rewatched the entire series, uh, uh, the first three seasons, just because it had been so long. And I was like, maybe I'll watch a refresher video. And I said, nah, fuck it. I got time. And I just binged all three, uh, which was awesome. Um, the Orville season three. I wanted to talk to you about that because I am enjoying it. I mean, I still love the Orville. Meg and I are enjoying it. But it's interesting. They um, With the jump to Hulu... Seth MacFarlane, he, he said as much in interviews too. Like they they got kind of a, a nice uh, budget with Hulu. They were able to go for big, extensive episodes. Like they're a bit over hour longs, or almost like mini features. Uh, same thing with Stranger Things, actually. Um, and story wise, they're kind of doing more like even bigger epic sci-fi. It seems like Seth MacFarlane was like, "Ooh, we, now we get to play like with the big boys," you know, with the Star Trek and whatever. Um, but I feel like, and even uh, another one of my, my buddies, Becky, she texted me because she's a huge Orville fan. <clears throat> she's like, where's the hijinks? Like, they're, like they got all kind of serious and dark and they still have little jokes here and there, but they're, they're really focusing on telling like really serious sci-fi stories. Like the first one was kind of necessary. <clears throat> they were dealing with all the remaining fallout with Isaac, which was cool. Um, and then episode two, they went like straight horror which was cool. I really dug it. And even I was telling Meg, I was nerding out because even the musical score was very reminiscent of aliens when they were uh, approaching the spooky ship and whatever. So I like what they're doing, but it doesn't have that same Orville charm, I think, or they've really toned it down from the first two seasons. And which is, you know, a little worrisome because now Strange New Worlds is out. And they are firing on all cylinders doing what Orville seasons one and two did so well. The more lighthearted sci-fi, the more hopeful and optimistic stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but I'm enjoying it. Also, Strange New Worlds is just fucking perfect. It really it's is. It's yeah. just fucking perfect. It really, really is. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, the first couple episodes were great anyway, but I think once they hit, I think episode three was like the shore leave one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was yeah, or the or Una and uh, Lon and Sing. Yeah, Una, Una and Lon. Yeah, Una and Lon go out and they do the, the 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 scavenger hunt, and then they write their name. They literally break the rules so hard that they fucking create a force field to walk out rather than using a damn suit. 
yeah that was that was fun what was it called like the scorch or something it's like yeah piece of the shit original piece of the ship everybody writes their names on it that was really cool yeah yeah strange new worlds I, i hate to say it but strange new worlds is just killing it with the exact charm that the Orville had in seasons one and two. And I still love the Orville because I love that cast and everything. I like what they're doing, but it's definitely a tonal shift. Well, it feels like they've been gone for so long that they're trying to find their feet again. It's like being off of a boat. And then when you go back on it, you got to relearn your sea legs. Yeah, maybe. There's a little bit of that, but I think it's also, I think Tony was right when, like Seth wants to tell more serious stories right now. It's yeah. it's still got a very Trek feel. It just doesn't have that Orville charm that it did yeah. before. And I think that's what we're craving right now, especially after the last two years with fucking COVID and the world in general. Like, yeah, we didn't I want we didn't want serious. There are four lights. We yes. wanted. <laughs> We wanted fucking Quark's bar and Miles O'Brien and and oh. and lighthearted adventures on the the holodeck. Yeah, we could spend all season in ten forward for all I care. Just you know, we need more <laughs> weird hol- uh, holodeck porn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, um, Obi Wan. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm- yeah it's amazing um I, my like brain exploded in this last episode yeah with vader um and the ships and the fight and basically everything that he showed because yeah. re- we've never really got to see vader like full power Mm-mm. like you we've get the it's like rogue one that's what's yeah. rogue one like holy shit he's terrifying again yeah uh i was uh telling meg while we were both talking after we watched that latest episode how it's interesting to see the the difference where they they do the flashbacks with uh hayden christensen christensen as anakin which i was kind of curious afterwards we were talking like did they even bother to de-age him at all because he looked a bit wrinkly there i think Um, they did a little bit but not much maybe just toned it down like not so much so it was like weird or something yeah Um, i mean it was fine yeah, and I mean, he's still, well, he's only our age. I think he's like mid 30s, maybe 40, early 40 or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, great. Looks like he he slipped back into Anakin like some old shoes. Um, really cool to see that backstory with him and him and Obi-Wan going at it with the, the lightsaber training. But then you see the the switch to now where he's 10 years into being Vader and you know half fucking mechanical and number one he's just this insane like huge presence because he's like like seven feet tall now or something with all his augmentations and um goth boots or whatever (laughs) and hayden hayden christensen himself was pretty tall too yeah yeah but they make a they make a point where the, the way they shoot him or just the way they they build the suit where he's just this huge lumbering presence yeah. and because he's it makes sense for the character because he's like even though he's still a badass he's still half crippled and uh probably doesn't have the the mobility that he had before where he has to rely more on his force abilities as opposed to you know hopping around with his saber and everything what was the uh inquisitor slash third, third sister's eye, name third sister 
What was her name again? I don't think she had a name. Uh, I don't know if we've heard the name, but it's third sister. Okay. I thought she had an... Okay. And in their duel, compared to Vader, it's just like... It's somebody like hacking it, trying to hack at a tree. Like just sitting yeah. at a freaking redwood because he's just there all huge and like you can't like you're like buzz off fly and it's and it's not even like it's not even a lumberjack it's literally a kid with a toy axe yeah (laughs) yeah i just thought that was so it was just really made the moment the way they shot that because he's just standing there like bitch please like he barely doesn't even ignite his lightsaber like he just fucking just Waves a like, hand, waves a hand, and stops it. Hers breaks it in half, and then tosses her the other half. Like, yeah, come on, let's make it a, a challenge. Let's make it fun. <laughs> uh, just toying with her. Um, and then the the whole like, you think I didn't know? Uh huh. Oh. Well, yeah. see, that's part of what makes Darth Vader so terrifying is because he's behind a mask. You literally have no idea what the fuck that guy's thinking. Mm-hmm or expressing he has no means to express himself so it's it's fucking creepy as shit it's like looking into the like the black eyes of a shark or yeah. something like you can't predict what's going to happen um yeah oh and, and meg, fact, meg and the, oh sorry go ahead and the fact that they got james earl jones back to do the voice mm-hmm. again it's well, a combination it's a combination of james earl jones and then computer digital digitizing some of the 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 words so he didn't completely fully voice it but he did uh, do some of it and then authorized them to digitize it i don't think they would have been able to do darth vader without him no yeah well we there's a there's a couple of voice actors that can do a convincing all right james earl jones vader but like getting him back to do it yeah I, it probably wouldn't have wouldn't have had as magic of a touch like when because when you hear him speak you're like oh that's just the the inflection yeah the inflection and the words and everything like oh that's well, a James O. Jones Jones performance well not only that but they kind of de-aged his voice too so it sounded like crisp and clean and and perfect because he's he's getting up there in age oh very much so yeah but yeah I, I'm glad they at least uh, used him at least partially as much as they could to make it work because as we discussed before in uh, book of Boba Fett, the young Luke performance, which was revealed later online to many fans being alarmed about, it was 100% digitally created. It was just like AI produced from some program. And it sounded like young Mark Hamill, but there was no, performance there's no emotion behind it yeah it sounded so robotic and just off and weird so but yeah anyway. maybe they learned from their mistake probably yeah so good job the crew of obi-wan um oh yeah and one last thing meg lost her shit when he force pulled on the escaping ship <laughs> yeah I had seen that I move mean, before, and well, actually, they did it. Ray did it, and um, they've, they've done it twice. And the they did it with Ray. With yeah, they did it with Ray, and then they, they also did it. did it in the uh, the Force Unleashed. Yeah, with uh, Star Killer. Right. He pulls down an entire fucking Star Destroyer. Yeah, which is insane. Um, but yeah, that was a rad move, and the way they they. 
Um, Still tricked him. Yeah, they, they tricked him. They juked him. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was rad. Ah, so good. There's only one episode left, right? Yeah, final episode. Okay. Cool, cool. And Ewan McGregor said he's up to doing more if they if they want him back. Oh um, yeah, that's because it they, makes bank. Well, that and they did it with respect. Like yeah. this, this is an actual good show. It wasn't just like a cheap throwaway, like. Episode one, two, and three. Yeah. I think he said in uh, some interview that he got more out of this playing Obi-Wan this time around than he did throughout the entire entire uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah, because for the entire prequel trilogy, he was in front of a green screen. For this, yeah. they actually had sets and practical effects and mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. And he had people not- that, that had passion on set with Dave Filoni and, and, and the other like executives. Mm. On that note, have you guys talked about that new Star Wars show that's all practical effects? Like 100%? Which one is it? Uh, I thought they said with Obi-Wan, this is the first one where they're not using the Mandalorian um, screen tech. Whatever it's yeah. So they, they, they have the, 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 the giant set that has the green screen, but they also have the full set. And that's what they were using for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I don't think they used that much green screen or any green screen that I can tell because it looked like all practical sets. Mm. I mean, obviously, the cityscape ones are probably CG'd. Yeah. But, but there was, like, another show that was coming out. There's and The next show coming out is Andor. Yeah. And they're doing, well, a, lot of, they're doing a lot of practical for that, but I don't know if that's fully, fully practical. I think Maybe it's fully practical. Yeah, I remember. I think, yeah, I think, Meg, you're right. I think, I think that was Andor. Because that was a bit of recent news, I'd have to look it up again. But anyway, if that's if that's the way, that's that'll be awesome. Because I know I know they were leaning heavily into doing the costumes correct and doing the aliens correct. I think they even hired Weta or former Weta people to do some of the costumes. Nice, cool. Ugh. All right, man, we got a shitload of news. You want to get rolling here? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go. You want me to go through gaming stuff, or do you want to go through? Uh, go for it. Okay, so let's see if I can not cough here for a few minutes to get through this. Uh, first off, one near and dear to your heart, we finally have a name to the Dragon Age sequel. Yes. Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Dreadwolf. Uh, we don't know much about it yet, but we know it's coming. And uh, Well, if you played Inquisition um, and the DLC for it and everything, it really it sets up um the character is one of your um, spoilers if anybody out there hasn't played dragon age inquisition in the last five years or whatever <laughs> um one of your party members solace who is uh so i'm pretty sure it's solace it's been a while um uh, kind of a mysterious elf guy but he you know he grows on you and he becomes a beloved member of your party but he's actually kind of revealed in the end as a, a greater big bad for the series to come so his dread wolf is what he's known as okay. um, some sort of ancient mystical being. Um, so, yeah, that's I think that's all we know so far. Yeah, no release date on that or any anything. But yeah. um, oh. the the fact that it came out this week uh, and I don't know if it was I don't think it was the Microsoft show. So it was something else. I think it was just the announcement of the name. But everything that was on the Microsoft show is, is going to come out within a year so. Cool. Um, but I don't think that was on the micro- Microsoft show. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have the sequel to uh, Fall- Jedi Fallen Order. 
which Yeah. is uh uh i didn't write down the fucking name um uh, but it it basically picks up uh calcastus's story from where he left off at the the end of fallen order um so that's coming back we get some more jedi fighting and, and good stuff with that coming out um <clears throat> uh some bethesda news so we have confirmed that fallout 6 will be the next game after or fallout 5 sorry Yeah, we're skipping Fallout 5. We're just going straight to Fallout 6. So we have confirmed that Fallout 5 will be the next game that Bethesda does after Elder Scrolls 6. Havoc. However, they still have to do Elder Scrolls 6, and that's going to take at least four to five years to come out because Starfield is their big focus right now, and Starfield doesn't come out until early next year. Speaking of Starfield... Did you see any of the trailer or any of the gameplay stuff that came out this week? Yeah. <laughs> I did not. I did not. So they released like a full like 15 minute like gameplay teaser video where they talked through some of the stuff. Right. It looks fucking gigantic. Looking good. Um, so I mean, it, the gunplay is very Fallout 4 re uh, reminiscent. So. It's gonna play like Fallout 4 that way, but uh, and the the it's still on it's still on the same engine. I think this is the last game that they're doing on the creation engine. Um, but there's uh, they they've they've gone back. No more fully voiced protagonists. So now you get to imagine your 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 own voice with the protagonist. Um, it's they've said that the uh, they have. more handcrafted content in this game than any other Bethesda game previous. So Todd Howard said there's like over a thousand world, a thousand worlds that you can visit. And these worlds are gigantic in themselves. And uh, a lot of them are procedurally generated, but still there's over a hundred or more handcrafted planets with, with handcrafted locations that you can visit. Um, and there's obviously a huge story because it's a Bethesda game. So there's massive story in there. Um, there is base building just like in Fallout 4, except it's more freeform that you can build it in other places other than just specific locations on the map. Um, you can also handcraft your ship, your ship that you're going to be on and, and piloting. And you can actually pilot the ship. Um, you can craft it and create it and you can, Uh, bring on crew members and all kinds of stuff like that to uh, to do things on the ship. Um, Sounds really fun. Make yeah, your there's own serenity. basically, yeah. And there's there's space combat, so they've confirmed that that it, the, the the ship is not just like a base that you go from planet to planet, like in like like other like space based games, but uh, like you actually can fly it and and do combat in it. Um, Play danger zone while you're fighting others. pretty much, yeah. Just nonstop danger zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it looks massive and it looks amazing, and it, I'm sure it's going to be the Bethesda product that we know and love on launch. So there's going to be millions of uh, small, tiny bugs that cause your character to die in insane Uh -huh. I was and gonna hilarious say ways. we all know and love Todd. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Be sure, uh, yeah. be sure to quick save before you walk through a door. Exactly. Before you quick save, before you <laughs> turn it on. just just quick save, like every five minutes or so for the first until the until the unofficial like community patch comes out. <laughs> just quick save every five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have uh, we also had D four 
uh, Diablo 4 was uh, one of the big features at the uh, the Microsoft conference now that Blizzard is uh, being acquired by Microsoft. Um, and the big news is they, they had stated everything featured on the uh, the Microsoft showcase was coming out within the next 12 months. And that was big for D4 because D4, we were expecting not to have D4 for like, especially considered COVID and all the troubles that Blizzard Studio has been having lately. We didn't expect D4 for at least another two to three years after this. Yeah. So it coming early next year is, is, is huge news. Um, so the the news we have about D4 is that uh, a couple of the classes are returning from uh, D2 and D1, and uh, the Necromancer class from D2 and D3 is coming back. Uh, the the game troublingly is going to focus a little bit more on multiplayer than than it has in the past. Mm. Multiplayer in Diablo games has always been like a secondary. Thing. it's never been really a focus like tacked on yeah tacked on d1 didn't have it unless you had this weird like special uh mod for it d2 had it but it wasn't like it was more along the lines of like antagon- antagonistic and kind of only trading like you could trade but the re- only reason to go to multiplayer was to dupe shit <laughs> and right, then- every time sorry i have to say my millennial brain kicking in every time you've said d4 and now that especially you've hit d2 i'm thinking the mighty ducks are back (laughs) (laughs) uh i never did watch the remake show i didn't either i was curious about it emilio estevez came back for it but then he left because he didn't want to get vaxxed right crazy oh well Uh, and then uh so yeah so the, the thing about D4 is uh, they're going to have like big open area bosses that you have to group up to fight. And there's going to be more of a focus on multiplayer than there ever was. That kind of worries me because ARPGs are not a multiplayer genre. Like sure, multiplayer is in them and you can group up, but it's never been the focus of, of the genre yeah. is to play multiplayer. It's always been a solo single player experience. So that kind of, that kind of worries me. And Knowing the fact that the majority of Blizzard employees that worked on D1 and D2 have been gone for years, and this is almost a completely new team, I don't know if there's any veterans from D2 left at Blizzard, in fact. So uh, that kind of worries me. But it'll come out. I uh, If Bobby Kotick is gone, I will buy it. If Bobby Kotick is still there, I will not buy it. <laughs> have you played any more uh what was it uh you went back to warcraft for a new expansion uh, wow. no i haven't played world of warcraft uh I, I i did come back for the last expansion but i i quit that like early because mm-hmm. i didn't like the the, the story was kind of garbage and uh, they they kind of fucked up the last two expansions have been kind of garbage um world of warcraft is definitely on on the descent and it, it, it's definitely at its lowest point in, in, in fact, I think their subscriber numbers are lower than they were in vanilla. Wow. For the first time in, in years. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm still playing D3. I think D3 is still a fun game, um, but it's 10 years old now at this point. So. Uh, it's watch has ended <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's watches is, is ending um d d2 remastered came out and it apparently is really good 
but I'm still not supporting them with any more of my money. So I'm not going to buy that until Bobby Kotick is gone. Um, but other than that, like Blizzard is kind of, it's kind of a fading studio at this point. Like none of the originals are, are, are left. None of the good originals are left at least. I mean, all of the, the people that we, we respected there left years ago. Some of the, the holdovers are the, the, the rapey Bobby Kotick type people. <laughs> um, and hopefully they're gone within the next year once Microsoft takeover is finalized. Yeah. Um, but if D4 is not a like knock out of the park, I think, I think we definitely could see Blizzard as a studio fold. Hmm. Be an end of an era. Yeah, really. Okay, uh, moving on from those, I, I have a couple last ones here. Cuphead, the final DLC. Um, <laughs> it's still coming, and at this point, they're saying it's as big as the full game is. So like, this is basically an unofficial sequel rather than a DLC. All right. Um, so it's it's a like a full full size game. Um, no release date because the studio, uh, the the lead there is prioritizing health and well being of his. It's a smaller studio, um, mm-hmm. only a few people, but he's definitely prioritizing the health and mental stability of his people. Oh, how dare he! Yeah, I know. God damn. Jeez. <laughs> Do you know what business he's in? <laughs> yeah. Then again, like. They fucking made bank off of that game. It was like they developed it with like five or six people and selling it at like 20 or 30 bucks, sold millions of copies. They made fucking bank. It's a way to do it, man. You and I, you and I got to get a small crew together and make the next Cuphead or Stardew or yeah, (laughs) just just like the three of us. Mm-hmm. and grinding it out for like two years and selling it for 20 bucks and sell a million copies would be golden there you go uh, uh so see. uh speaking of like retro style games we also have uh tmnt shredder's revenge that just came out i was just gonna say <laughs> that uh, is getting it, rave reviews yeah so far it's like on metacritic like a 98 percent near perfect game yeah that looks super fun it's like 100 percent uh nostalgia fest just yeah, uh and they, they brought back brawlers they brought back some of the devs from the 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 nes the snes one and the the uh the arcade version oh shit so, that's cool yeah it's heavily influenced by the originals um especially uh turtles in time which was my all-time favorite yeah that i was had that one. for snes i played the shit out of that um yeah and it's from the same from Do- do, Dotemu, the same publisher of Streets of Rage 4 and uh, I think River City Girls, which is another yeah, like, so, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, that was the spiritual successor from River City Ransom. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, two more two more quick bullets that I have. Uh, Spider-Man Remaster, finally coming to PC. So if okay. you haven't played the Spider-Man game yet, uh, you can pick it up on PC soon. I got um, the Game of the Year edition for PS4. Yeah, nice. Uh, no word on if the uh, the Miles Morales one is coming to PC yet. Um, probably not, but uh, that one's coming soon. And then, uh, I don't know if, Meg, you've played this one, but this is definitely a game up your alley. Hollow Knight sequel is uh, coming out. 
You know, uh, I haven't even played the first one yet. I thought you did. Wait. No, you played Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. You say that every time because you get them confused. Right. <laughs> I haven't played Hollow Knight, but so many people have told me about it. It's on my list. Yeah, it definitely should be on your list. It's 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 your style of game, 100%. It's, it's grim. It's dark. It's 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 a platformer so you're jumping around finding solving puzzles and doing all kinds of stuff it's definitely up your alley but mm-hmm. the sequel and it it's actually kind of old now i think it's uh six to, to eight years old now at this point mm-hmm. but they finally announced the sequel well the, the sequel has been known to be in de- development for a while um it's it was actually being developed uh as a switch property but it's now coming to multiple uh, multiple uh, consoles because it was a part of the Xbox presentation, so it'll be on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song is the title, so that'll be coming in the next year. Cool. cool. Um, speaking of smaller ones, that uh, also right up Meg's alley and a lot of people's Moonstone Island. You seen the previews for that one? Is that the one you were showing me? Yeah. I have not seen that one. Yeah, uh, they just released a little game gameplay trailer. It's still in development. It's uh, coming sometime next year, but it's um, basically being described by everyone as like a Zelda meets Stardew. Um, I mean, there's a lot of small publishers out there that are claiming they're making the next Stardew because everybody wants that money. But yeah. um, but no, the trailer looked really cool. It's I mean, it, legit. Like it looks like a little uh, kind of link to the past ish uh, world um but also i mean it's there's combat there's fishing foraging house decorating farming like it's um yeah basically you're you're adventuring around but you also have your homestead that you can build up and it's all cutesy old-fashioned uh you know pixel art and um uh music uh inspired by i mean ocarina Undertale, Fez, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, Mario RPG, Yoshi's Island. I mean, it's it's pushing all the right buttons. <laughs> mm. So the only thing I'm a little kind of meh about is that it looks like the combat system is like this kind of like this weird card system. Um, oh, I fucking yeah, I'm I hate card based. Yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan. Yeah. But it's uh, you kind of fight with little creatures that are basically they're, they're spirits, but they're basically like Pokemon like creatures fighting each other. Um, but I don't know. It, it looks like the everybody's saying it's one of the more promising ones out of all the everybody out there who's trying to make like the next little sort of Stardew type game. This one looks pretty cool. And one more Justin Roiland of rick and morty fame i guess he has a developer studio squanch games and they just released a teaser for a comedy sci-fi shooter first person shooter high on life and it looks as bonkers as like rick and morty or something it's the story is you're a high school kid who you basically become a, a galactic bounty hunter uh yeah. trying to take down aliens who have discovered that human beings are the galaxy's greatest drug. So they're like Soylent Greening humanity and you have to stop them. But like everything about the world is bonkers. Like you're fighting with these living guns, like the living guns they had in uh, Rick and Morty, that one episode with the, uh, uh, it was like the time police guys. Yeah. 
it looks fucking bananas. Like, and you know, you hear Justin Rowland's voice all over it, and it's just it, it looks like a good time. <laughs> but that is coming. Oh, pretty good. It's actually this October, and on Xbox and PC. But yeah, so check it out. I guess people are saying it looks like kind of like a M-rated Ratchet and Clank. Nice. That's all I got for gaming. Uh, the only last bit I have is uh, we do have uh, we had more information for uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The next uh, full full releases for Pokemon uh, they are coming out in November. Dude, I'm still playing year. Shield. <laughs> you haven't even got to Arcturus yet. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Although um, Tony, I think bought that. Like I wasn't a hundred percent interested in it. Yeah. I mean, I'll play it, but I think that was more of a purchase for you than it was for me. Yeah, I really want to get to that one. Yeah, it, it, it. I played a little bit of it. I haven't played much of it. I, I still go back. I think I go back to Shield more than I go back to that. But I haven't. Honestly, I haven't had time for my Switch lately. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, COVID. Yeah, well, I was too tired to even lift the switch up. No, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, you have yeah. a legit excuse. Oh, okay. I wasn't making thought, fun of you. I was just. I thought you were saying like, you should have been playing it because no. you had COVID. No, I was saying, like, you have every reason not to be playing because of COVID. <laughs> Meg's the bully uh, at school, like, pushing you in a locker. Oh, little baby had COVID. Where? <laughs> It's not. I, it was, no. I actually, and it's funny too, because I actually had it set up uh, literally like a week or less than a week before uh, I got COVID. I finally had cleared off my uh, my my exercise bike, and then I put a shelf in front of it, and I put one of my old monitors uh, in front of it, and a uh, I have a Bluetooth speaker. And I have it set up so I have a, a ghetto Peloton that can play <laughs> that can play my Switch. So I can play Mario Kart or Pokemon while I'm on my uh, exercise bike. But nice. because I got COVID, I haven't used it yet. Oh. Well, you will. That's right. <sighs> That's all we got about gaming. What do, you, what, do you, what do we have for, for TVs and movies? Oh, movies are plenty. Uh, to this, I mean, we've been gone a couple of weeks, of course, so some of it's a little bit old, but still exciting. Chris Hemsworth, uh, within the last two weeks, he revealed online, I think he posted on Instagram, a little clapboard, basically officially announcing that Mad Max Furiosa is now filming. So this is going to be the prequel story for Furiosa, of course. Um, Charlie's Theron, unfortunately, not coming back, but Anya Taylor-Joy is playing younger her so alongside chris hemsworth so yeah that's gonna be fun it's finally happening george miller of course back to direct uh co-write and produce uh, oh this is a funny one uh got a few like horror based or i don't know if you'd call it well yeah i guess you would call it scream horror scream six we know is coming because that again because that will never die will never die well the, apparently scream 5 did fairly well for being a pandemic bad. uh box office it, it did fantastic and, and critically reviewed really, really well as well um but yeah we, we enjoyed it uh and they did they they leaned into the 
legacy sequel. And of course, because it's Scream, you have at least one character uh, who's like the expert on movies telling that, yeah, that's what we're doing here. It's there's a legacy sequel. That's what's popular now. <laughs> that's why everybody hated the lady Ghostbusters and adores Ghostbusters Afterlife because you, you know, you link it to the past and carry on the franchise. Um, but uh, no, yeah. so this one, there's a couple of reports about this. First off, it's going to take place in New York. So they're now, I mean, rightfully so, once you get to part six, they're, they're doing Jason Takes Manhattan, but now <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Ghostface Takes, takes Manhattan. <laughs> well, I think that was actually Friday the 13th part oh. eight, I want to say, was Manhattan. But it, Speaking of Manhattan and, and Ghostbusters, you mentioned that. There's rumors that the next Ghostbusters property will actually be a show with the cast from Afterlife oh. uh, taking place in Manhattan. Yeah, I, I got news on my list for that one, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to Ghostbusters. So, yeah, so Ghostface Takes Manhattan. I mean, that's not the official title, but that's what the internet is calling it. <laughs> Scream 6 will take place in New York City. Uh, a lot of the the uh, the survivors from Scream 5, the new cast, the new core cast will be back, as well as Courtney Cox was also confirmed to be back as Gail Weathers. And she's the only legacy character so far returning but the, uh, the big news was uh, shortly after they announced uh, this new movie, Nev Campbell was also in talks to return, of course, because she's Sydney. She's the heart of the franchise, even if they're kind of passing the torch to these new characters. But then the news came out about a week ago that Nev Campbell dropped out, would not be returning due to a pay dispute. Uh, basically, she wants that money. They were cutting the budget. Yeah. So she, she announced like uh, in very you know, polite terms and everything, but she didn't feel that, you know, the, her value to the franchise matched up with what they're offering her. So she parted ways and wished everybody the best and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, because they need to save money for that song. That song? Oh, <laughs> the fucking, uh, so we, we rewatched all of them leading up to Scream 5 because it had been so long for us and we forgot. I didn't realize how much they use that fucking burr, 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 burr. uh yeah the Nick Cave song the right red hand um that you would know it if you heard it but I mean they play the shit out in the first one and the second one I think they, they, skip, they the skip the third one no 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 they they did a shitload of, in fact they did Nick Cave did a newer version uh, in the third one just for Scream Three they skipped the fourth one. Cause that was kind of like a soft reboot. I think that was the one with like Hayden panted however you say your name, mm-hmm. um, cheerleader from heroes. And, uh, and then in scream five, of course they brought it back, but yeah, that was hilarious. They just play the shit. That's their like unofficial theme song to the entire franchise. Right. Weird. So yeah, Nev Campbell dropped out. There's, there was reports that the production stalled. Cause they're like, Oh fuck, what do we do now? But then a couple days later, there's, supposedly reports that there was filming happening in new york already so i i don't know what's going on but uh but a couple of her old co-stars uh jamie kennedy you know came out online supporting her defending her decision uh one of the girls from the the, the younger girls from the new cast uh came out supporting her saying like fuck yeah like it's hard enough in this you know in this business being a woman so like the fact that they're trying to shortchange her when she's like the face of the franchise is crazy uh matthew I saw a few random tweets from other people like Matthew Lillard. I think 
Bob Odenkirk even. Yeah. Matthew Lillard was the one that uh, made big news because he just kind of went on a rant like, <laughs> you think they fucking paid Tom Cruise less for Top Gun Maverick? Fuck no. <laughs> like, fucking pay her. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when I think about it, like, this is a... I mean, if you had seen the last one, the, the latest one, Scream 5, they did a good job of passing the torch to the new cast so it would be perfectly fine if none of them returned if it if from here on out it was focusing on these new characters it still won't do as well without her though yeah probably not probably not yeah but yeah yeah see but then again the the casual fan is not going to realize that she's not in it until exactly see it and again once you once you're into part six i mean do whatever kind of goofy shit you want. It's amazing that you still have a franchise. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like Jason takes Manhattan. And not only that, you but this... save the whales if it's Star Trek. Whatever, just do not only you want. that, but Scream already kind of breaks the mold for movies, especially horror movies, mm-hmm. because it gets like hyper meta and everything. So, really, to do something bizarre, like you make a make them end up being like a fucking alien, it's not going to be that too far fetched. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, probably something out of left field. The more, the better. Yeah. You were an alien all along. No. <laughs> and now it's one of your alien family members that are trying to take revenge on you for some reason. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, Rob Zombies, the monsters got a little teaser trailer. <sighs> yeah, it's um. My bar is so low for this movie. Yeah, I think rightfully so. Um, it's it's kind of it's a mixed bag. Like if you're a fan of the originals, I mean, Rob Zombie has made it clear now, especially with this new teaser, is that he's not Rob Zombieing it up. This isn't some crazy hard R gory monsters remake. He's like, no, I grew up a fan of the monsters as a child. I still love them to death, and I am just making a new monsters movie in that exact same old style, like just goofy, silly, you know, old fashioned fun. And, and um, the, and the, they, set, the set dressing and, and the, the characters, the way they look, it all looks like faithful and it looks, mm-hmm. it looks like it should. Yeah. So we watched the teaser and they basically, the teaser is they recreated the opening credits of the show. So it's Herman Munster, like bashing the second through. version. Let's put it that way. The second version of the opening credits. Oh, yeah, because the original was inside the house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they so, you know, Herman Munster bashes, you know, walks through the front door and just kind of like shrugs off like, oops, silly me. And it's very, very cornball, which, you know, the original show was. But when Megan and I were watching, we're kind of like, feels almost it's, too cornball-y. This is either going to be... It's this, super... Like, this is either going to be uh, really good or really yeah. terrible. I mean, you can't do the monsters without being fucking camp as hell. Well, exactly, I know, yeah. but this almost feels like it's making fun of it. I don't know. But it's not. I mean, he's paying loving tribute to it, so... But I guess in my mind, there's never going to be anybody that replaces them. So anybody well, yeah. that they choose or... How they do it, I'm never going to be happy with it. Yeah, I'm yeah. one of those internet assholes. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, you're can. you never going to replace Fred Gwynn. Like, no. never. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll be cautiously optimistic. Speaking of that, we had the first, like, 
teaser of uh, Wednesday. And oh yeah, just a quick like a shot of her. Yeah, and like thing on her shoulder. I think. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Ortega from Scream Five and soon to be Scream Six. Uh, she looked really good. Yeah, looked, she looked like Wednesday. Like spitting image of Wednesday from the the nineties films. Is she gonna be our new Scream Queen for the next like? three decades maybe i'm she's like in nothing but horror films now i mean i'm okay with that i mean she was one of the the decent actors in scream five mm-hmm. <laughs> um was she yeah. though was that her <laughs> yeah okay jenna ortega she was the younger sister there was like the older sister that we thought right like, and she was the bad actress. yeah she couldn't act her way out yeah. of the around yeah okay um yeah got it yep yep Speaking of horror films, we got the first images from Barbie. Barbie. There's that image of I actually don't hate it. (laughs) I didn't realize that this was live action. I thought it was a cartoon, an animated film, but no, there's live action Ryan Gosling as Ken just looking dorky as fuck. I uh it's the the color of the, the the his hair and the jacket just Oh, yep. It I just mean, screams right. sleazeball, as it should be, you know. Yeah. So I wonder. But it looks like he got ripped for it. So good on him. He's always been fucking ripped. That son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm game for it. It probably to me, like first, just seeing that image and like the fact that it's a Barbie movie. It seems like they would just lean heavy into it while also kind of being tongue in cheek like like the like the brady bunch movie or something mm-hmm. like it's kind of paying tribute to the original while also admitting that yeah this is goofy as fuck <laughs> so the, the, my favorite things of it there was the, the 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 day that 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 shot came out like the uh the outrun and like the the synthwave community kind of like photoshopped the the drive <laughs> scorpion on the back of the jacket and the, and, and the, front <laughs> of the jacket <laughs> as it should. Ken is just going to be a silent protagonist. He's not going to say anything all film. He's just going to be brooding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one more in in the horror genre or maybe horror comedy, arachnophobia is getting a remake. Nope. Nope. <laughs> a, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. And B, you cannot improve on arachnophobia because I returned to A, fuck that. <laughs> so this is going to be a, a Blumhouse joint. Oh, it's going to be terrible. So it's going to be awful. <laughs> it's being home by Christopher Landon. He did the uh, the Happy Death Day movies mm-hmm. and that uh, freaky one with uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, which I was curious about, but I, I never I saw. Like, we didn't see that one. Yeah, it was a slasher comedy. It's like Vince Vaughn is a serial killer slasher and it's a Freaky Friday he makes with oh, some yeah. like cheerleader or something. I was curious about that. Yeah, like the, tra- the trailer looked kind of fun. Uh-huh. And the Happy Death Day ones, like the first one was good, the rest were crap. Yeah, they're not Shakespeare, but they're they're fun. Um, but yeah, so Christopher Landon writing and directing Arachnophobia remake. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, was that it for her? Oh, and one more reboots and remakes. We're getting a Sleepy Hollow uh, for Paramount. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I, I didn't really care. Don't for... touch a good thing. <laughs> it was Johnny Depp, right? Yes. Yeah, Tim Burton. I I remember I actually was a, got to a screener, uh, like a a pre-release screener, like focus group uh, one, and I didn't really care for it. I thought it was boring. I enjoyed it. I, I actually it. don't remember ever seeing it back in the day, and Meg made me watch it just in the last couple months here, uh-huh. and it was good. It was good. Um, there's a moment of CG that is just dated as fuck. Um, he goes to see some like woodsy witch or something and her eyeballs pop out of her head and it looks like cartoony as hell. But like Christopher Walken that, is so fucking badass in that movie though. Oh yeah, he's great. Um and it's yeah, it, it was I'd put it up there with you know decent Tim Burton. Um but yeah, so this one, um so there was that pet cemetery remake that came out uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and now they're going to be doing a prequel to that. Oh my God, why? Stop. I don't know. But this uh, this newcomer uh, writer, director, Lindsay Beer, uh, she is helming that Pet Cemetery prequel and will also um, do, this, uh, do this Sleepy Hollow remake. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, now we get to Ghostbusters. So there's a bunch of craziness happening here. I guess there was a Ghostbusters Day celebration um, just back on the 8th, because that's when the first movie came out, June 8th. But um, they already announced a while ago that due to the success of the latest movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, they were planning on a follow-up, although nothing had been officially announced. But... We now have confirmation that there are uh, there will be a live action movie continuing the Ghostbusters Afterlife story with those characters, uh, a new animated movie, and a Netflix animated show. Jesus. Yeah, they're just throwing everything at the wall. Um, yeah, nothing really announced as far as story-wise, other than the live-action movie will be a sequel to that last one. Um, but yeah, the Sony is back in the Ghostbusters business, full steam ahead. Uh, I think there was also a VR game that was coming out, like a Ghostbusters VR Academy. Um, Ghostbusters... Oh, Spirits Unleashed, a new console game. Um, yeah, fucking Ghostbusters everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there was a trailer, a full trailer for that new Predator movie, Prey. Did you catch that? I did not. I have not. Predator has burned me so many times that I stopped watching the Predator <laughs> movies. It's it's definitely that franchise is the bad boyfriend that I keep coming back to. I keep coming back to. It's just like the Terminator franchise. Like they should have stopped like two decades ago. They really should have. But they they throw in a little something that makes me come back. Like the last one was, you know, they brought in Shane Black. And, you know, there's a lot of his shit that I enjoy. So went and saw that last one, The Predator, in 2018 in the theaters. And it was solid for the first 
two thirds, I would say. Then it went completely off the fucking rails. Um, this one, however, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who like stunned the hell out of me with his debut, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah. So he directed this new one, Prey. Um, the take on it, new to the franchise, takes place 300 years in the past. Um, it's completely surrounding um, the Comanche nation, First Nations people. Um, also makes history by becoming the first film ever to be made available in the Comanche language. Um, they, I mean, story-wise, the characters are kind of switching back and forth from English to Comanche back and forth. Um, but the original cast also did do a full dub all in Comanche as well. So you can, it's, uh, it's getting released on Hulu, uh, August 5th, and you can, you know, choose the language settings. Um, it is hard R as all the predator movies are, there's no dumbing down. As they should be. Yeah. Um, I think the only one that was a PG 13 was aliens versus predator because they wanted to sell it to teens. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just enough to be intriguing for me again. And the trailer was solid. Um, little bit of budget CGI with a full CG bear attack. But uh, other than that, I am, I am intrigued. I will watch it. But anyway, for anybody interested, that's August 5th on Hulu. Um, things that we never thought we'd ever see come to fruition. Black Adam. Did you catch that trailer? I did not, but I saw that there was a full trailer for it. Yeah. And uh, Dwayne Johnson, in an interview, he said he's 100% committed to sticking with the DC universe. He wants to keep building on that franchise for a year. I mean, he's been, Is he's there been a DC universe at this point? They're, they're trying. They are trying. I mean, you know, with Ezra Miller imploding. and uh, <laughs> Not just imploding. Like, he's done. After Flash, he's done. Yeah, it seems like that's what the... Uh, latest reports say well after the warner discovery merger they said like warner discovery officially has no plans to continue with him after this um but they still got michael keaton like you know yeah fully in the works with the multiple <clears throat> projects um dwayne johnson has been very vocal that he wants black adam to, to be on screen with superman um i guess black adam was originally supposed to the character was supposed to debut with the shazam movie in 2019 but they came to a mutual decision that like the that story was too loaded already to introduce black adam's character and so they held off uh for his own film but i guess i mean i don't i don't i've never really read up on the character but i guess he's kind of like an egyptian superman i guess uh like a like an anti-hero because they make a big deal in the in the trailer like um like somebody says to him like heroes don't kill people and he's like well i do um so he's he's an anti-hero he's he's gonna be another yeah but it looks fine it looks like a bunch of splashy cg and again since i'm not familiar with the character much it's like all right we'll we'll see um yeah uh and more superhero news uh thunderbolts movie has officially been confirmed for the mcu i i said it i said it the moment baron zemo came in yep because they were going to do thunderbolts i my two predictions for the the next the next phase were young avengers and thunderbolts and we're getting 
we're getting Thunderbolts at least, and it looks like they're sure as hell setting up for Young Avengers. Yeah. So, of course, potential characters that could appear here. Zemo, of course. Um, uh, task, Taskmaster, maybe. The Abomination. They've been throwing him in all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, U.S. Agent. The uh, Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe Yelena. Yelena. They could throw Bucky in there. Yeah, Winter Soldier, yeah. Um, sadly, William Hurt passed away earlier this year, so we're not going to see General Ross again um, because originally in the comics, I believe, he's the one who brings the Thunderbolts together, right? Well, yeah, him and Baron Zemo. Yeah. Um, but they did introduce already into the MCU um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character. Um, yeah. Uh, Val. And it seems like she's going to be the one in place uh, bringing that whole team together. So, uh, The director, Jake Schreier, I'm not familiar with him, but um, writer from the Black Widow movie, Eric Pearson, is working on the script for Thunderbolts. So I think that's all we know about that one so far, but it is officially confirmed. Other than that, we don't have much, much new Marvel. I think that's the only new Marvel property that's been announced. Yeah, like last year. Yeah, again, I haven't started. We haven't started Miss Marvel yet. We'll pick that up soon. We're in the middle of uh, Stranger Things right now. It's um, good. It's like good, lighthearted, like teen, almost comedy ish. Like there's comedy elements to it, but it's like a teen drama, coming of age story. Okay, it kind of overlaps with like the first Spider-Man movie in in that way, but. I think it sets itself apart. Cool. And it's definitely good representation for like a young Muslim woman. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think I saw anything else for, um, for Marvel other than little interviews with uh, Haley Atwell saying that she is 100% on board for any further, either Captain Carter or agent Carter follow-ups. Please. Um, Yes. Yeah, she even she kind of pitched her own or maybe somebody asked her. I forget how it went, but uh, like uh, Agent Carter season three should just be a post end game Peggy and Steve. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know, he can be, he can be he's done his job. He can stay at home, you know, playing a house husband, you know, making the food, cooking and whatever. And she can go off doing her Agent Carter shit. <laughs> She's like, yeah, let's see that. Uh, that'd be great. I think he would actually come back for that too. I think oh, he, yeah. he he would definitely like because it doesn't have to be like rigorous shooting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to stay in super shape. He just gets to dress casual and be arm candy for Peggy Carter. There you go. Oh, such a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one final bit of movie news, tangentially related: Disney. Their next live action update of their classic animated stuff is going to be Hercules. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. They hired Guy Ritchie to direct. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Well, apparently he directed the uh, live action Aladdin, which I wasn't even aware of. I still haven't seen that, but I heard people actually enjoyed it. If they could get past the Will Smith genie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I heard mixed reviews for it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Guy Ritchie, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes is uh, <laughs> directing Hercules. So 
Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Who would you cast as Hercules? Mm. Okay. Fuck it. Just get the... Uh, we just talked about him a few seconds ago. Just get fucking... Uh, Chris Evans? <laughs> no, not Chris Evans. Uh, Barbie. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? Ryan, Just get Ryan Gosling. Fuck it. Shit. He probably would do it. He probably would be good at that. Yeah. Goofy and pump. He would have to really pump up. I mean, he's... He's ripped, but he's like slender ripped. You, you would have to really pump the iron for Hercules. Oh, that was another. Just get bit. Bruce Campbell, <laughs> <laughs> a fat aged Hercules. There was something about that Bruce Campbell. Oh, right. Or after this news took off, the it was officially announced that this Hercules movie is happening. There were internet rumors immediately spreading that Bruce Campbell was in the running for uh, Hades. Oh, that um, would be brilliant. Yeah, it would be. It would be perfect. Uh, he, he could play Hades or or fucking Zeus. Either one. Yeah. Well, he he tweeted. He was like, uh, this is the first I've heard of it. You know, sorry to burst your bubble. but Or he said something like, uh, I don't know how this interweb rumor got started, but I'll back it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, call me Disney. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he's been, he's been kind of killing it on Twitter lately. There was a after after the whole Amber Heard thing came out, or after the the conclusion of the Amber Heard trial, uh, yeah. there was a there was a, a fan petition to replace Amber Heard in Aquaman two with Bruce Campbell, Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he, he retweeted one of the photoshops of his face over Amber Heard's face. Is like DC, send me a script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched that. I'd watch it too. Uh, <laughs> that would make it better than it was. Probably. Uh, all right. We got a shitload of TV news, actually. And um, we're getting close to the two hours. So Okay. Yeah. We'll uh, rapid fire through this. I mean, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we had Netflix's Geek Week, which is basically, you know, them just throwing out all their latest trailers and news and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one I know you'll be excited for, Todd, Masters of the Universe. Yes officially getting a continuation the master of the universe uh revelations was that latest series and now we're getting revolution nice uh, continuing the fight um oh the the big one that i want to talk about i i it's probably on your list but uh, fucking castlevania is coming back castlevania it's coming back it's getting a sequel series it's going to be the son of uh trevor and Sife, Sifo, Sifus. I can't remember sure. her name. Yeah. Like, but it, it uh, just just give me more Castlevania. That series was so fucking perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. that last season was so good. I still have to watch it. <laughs> Fuck, Tony, come on. I know it's on the list. This, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get through all this shit. Uh, meanwhile, we've got, or oh, we already talked about the Ghostbusters show. Uh, that's going to be a Netflix property. Um, there was a little teaser trailer for a cyberpunk anime. Cyberpunk oh, yeah. Edge Runners. That actually looks really fucking good. And I was surprised that, uh, but ne- Netflix does have a deal with uh, the 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 company that owns the rights to the stories of uh witcher and they did the witcher so mm-hmm. naturally partnering up to do cyberpunk also would be is right up their alley oh okay so the same studio that did the witcher um what was that the one animated called? witcher 
yeah something wolf or whatever yeah um okay cool yeah that makes sense it's very hyper stylized very very uh bloody as cyberpunk well should be so cyberpunk edge runners coming september uh we got the teasers for castlevania nocturne uh the cuphead show cuphead show season two uh looks fun oh they they were just, they mostly just it was a teaser they they showed like the tiniest bit of new footage it was mostly just relying on old footage from the previous season uh also a dragon age uh animated film dragon age absolution um didn't really reveal anything story-wise about it, it looked kind of like generic medieval fantasy but uh, i do love that world so i hope they do it justice we'll see um and netflix has been killing it with video game adaptations so i trust them they're the yeah. only studio that's so far they're the only distribution that's been able to get it right i wouldn't yeah. say studio because it's not necessarily their studio yeah speaking of which sadly no updates yet on arcane season two no um the only thing we got was a bit of praise from uh kevin alejandro who is the voice of jace uh jace talus um he just he was in an interview with buzzfeed and he was just giving lots of praise for season two giving praise to the production because um they didn't let covid stop them like the second that they got shut down and everybody had to go home and quarantine um they immediately all the actors got sent uh like pretty much like a studio in a box <laughs> so they could continue uh uh yeah. getting down the voice work at home and they did like almost all of it through quarantine they finally got uh uh sent back to the studio and they finished up so all the voice work has been done it's completed now they're just you know finishing up animation and everything so there's no covid delays for season two it will come as soon as they can get it done um, now the question is originally the plan was to tell different stories from different character perspectives because league of legends has a fuck ton of characters mm -hmm. so now are they going back on that and going back with the original characters that survived arcane or are they they haven't said anything story-wise but there was that little teaser announcement for season two released where it was just like the logo and some voices and it was um the main Jinx girl yeah jinx and v and uh or bye and uh v i'm thinking cyberpunk uh bye and uh vi's girlfriend i forget her name right now but basically hot cop girl hot yeah. rich cop girl yes basically Cupcake. Cupcake, yeah <laughs> basically them talking like you know um about continuing to hunt her sister and hunt down jinx so so clearly it, it's not, it, you know, what probably happened was the, the stranger things effect because stranger things was originally going to be an anthology show as well, but season one blew everybody out of the fucking water. And then they're like, okay, I guess we're just rolling with this story now. Yeah. <laughs> so probably the same thing happening with arcane. Um, one more for Netflix animation. Todd, did you ever watch inside job? I didn't. Not yet. Oh, uh, that's a good fun, quick watch. It's um, what's that mean girl's name? Uh, it's like to me it's on par with like rick and morty comedy yeah kind of rick and morty style lizzie lizzie kaplan lizzie kaplan's the main uh main character reagan her dad is uh christian slater who's basically like a rick like just uh drunk out of his mind kind of a genius but also just total asshole and they're running the they're the secret like government 
behind the government, like running the world effectively. They're like, like the deep, deep, deep state. Yeah, they, they are the deep, state. deep, deep, deep state. Like everything, every rumor is actually true and they're running it. And it's just a hilarious, dumb comedy show. Um, but it was me and Meg's one of like favorite things last year. You should totally check it out. Uh, but they had a little teaser for uh, season two or technically part two. Netflix does this thing where they like split seasons. They call it like part one, part two. They did the same thing with like Disenchantment, which was kind of confusing. They did um, the same thing with Masters of the Universe. Also. Masters of the Universe as well. Yeah. And they're doing it now with Stranger Things because we have to wait another fucking two weeks for the next half of Stranger Things. God damn it. But it's because their their numbers are tanking, so they need to spread it out over multiple months. So so yeah, the news with Inside Job first, uh, well, there was a, a sneak preview, like the first five minutes of part two of season one coming soon, and also announced a full season two coming next year as well. So so yeah, that's a good one. I definitely recommend. Um, that's just Netflix animation. Even more Netflix news. <laughs> uh, there was a teaser for. Uh, an anthology horror show, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which is basically Guillermo del Toro's Tales from the Crypt. Like they hired, he he did two new uh, anthology stories for this show. And the rest of the, the episodes are like, he handpicked directors, writers, directors to create their own new little stories. Let me guess, Robert Rodriguez is one of them. <laughs> let's see five new cast members eric andre sofia batella ismail corcordova a lot of uh, a lot of hispanic names uh oh kate mccucci it's uh, andrew lincoln is that it f marie abraham uh ben barnes crispin glover holy shit jesus peter weller himself robocop himself what about directors director those are the actors what about oh sophia batella she was the the girlfriend or the the chicken uh atomic blonde oh right Got and it. star trek beyond right star trek beyond yeah she was the the hot alien chick holy shit that was her yeah whoa one that meg was obsessed with yep wait what <laughs> record sketch what repeat that what happened the hot the hot alien chick from Star Trek from Beyond and the the girlfriend spy from Atomic Blonde. Yes. Same same girl. Yeah, same girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hit that. Mm-hmm. Uh in alien form or not. Yeah. Yep. Uh let's see. Episode directors include Anna Lily Amapur, Catherine Hardwick, Guillermo Navarro, David Pryor, Keith Thomas. Blah, blah, blah. Writers include Haley Z. Boston, Regina Corrado, David S. Goyer, Lee Patterson, Aaron Stewart on, Mika Watton. Okay. All right. Guillermo del Toro presents a bunch of other people's horror stories. Let <laughs> <laughs> say he did, he personally did two episodes. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, it'll it's, be good. It's Guillermo del Toro helming it, so it'll be yeah. good. A del Toro joint. <laughs> I don't think he's put out anything bad. No. Uh Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Is it Gaiman or Gaiman? Gaiman. I don't even Gaiman. know. Okay. Internet's probably screening at me right now. Um, I've never read the Sandman comics. I've just always heard how legendary they are. But yeah, uh, I saw the little teaser trailer for that. It looks interesting. Um, I do like uh the little bits of Gaiman that I have read. Um he really likes the like urban fantasy, like very classical fantasy elements, but set in modern day, like 
like a alternate world next to ours or something. And I'm pretty sure Sandman is in that same arena. But yeah, that's uh, another one premiering August 5th on Netflix. So I mean, it looks interesting. I'll give it a shot. And you also, you you missed uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. He has that coming out as well. Oh yeah. Was there a trailer for it? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it was a trailer. Oh yeah. There's a 30 it's second not... teaser trailer. There okay. was a bunch of stills that came out. Yeah. I saw images. Um, but because it's Guillermo <laughs> del Toro, it's like set in like war times or something, isn't it? It's, I want to say I'm not, I'm not sure, but probably, but it definitely it looks like they're they're doing a lot of like stop motion animation or something with that. Okay. Because it looks like there's there's like it shows him with a practical set in front of him and some of the models. So mm-hmm. like even though it's animated, I think it's probably stop motion animation. Yeah. That'll be really cool. Yeah. It's interesting is at the same time Disney just released a trailer for their live action Pinocchio with uh Tom Hanks as Geppetto. <laughs> Oh, this one's getting David Bradley as Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And last on, <coughs> excuse me, last on my Netflix news, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They're developing a series based on the game. We knew that was coming eventually. Yeah, yeah. I think we reported on it last time, but there was a new um, report that basically leaked the first little details about it. Supposedly the show is going to be called Horizon 2074 and is kind of sits as a prequel story kind of shedding the light on some of the events that take place before like right as the fall of humanity is happening mm. so okay so they'll get like uh the chick who played kate bishop to play it or something like that uh Haley atwell or no, Haley I, not steinfeld, not, steinfeld sure Haley atwell <laughs> sure why not just uh yeah, give her some ginger hair. <laughs> she can be Aloy. Uh TV news. The big one a couple weeks ago, but of course they waited until June 1st to announce it. What, Todd, I have to ask. I mean, you've probably been spoiled by the internet if you haven't watched the show yet, but did you ever get around to our flag means death? I still have not. Uh, Todd! It, it's it's on the list. Oh! I was gonna watch it, but COVID. Dude, COVID. You need- Okay, as soon as we're done, you need to start watching this. Like, right tonight. <laughs> Episode one play. Like, god damn it, Todd, you need to watch this. <laughs> Meg will disown you. <laughs> it, it's on the list. It's, it's, it's uh-huh. near the top of the list. Have you been spoiled by the internet at all? Are you aware of basically the gist of the show? Kind of. I, I haven't been spoiled too much. If it's any specific spoilers, I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I don't really want to say anything about it if you haven't. Just don't say anything. Okay, long story short, it was renewed for season two. Officially, finally, the internet rejoiced. Everything's cool. And apparently HBO is really behind it. um, The the original production for season one was in LA. So a lot of the, you know, it's a pirate show. A lot of it takes place on the water. So they had to, you know, fake a lot with sex Oh, it was obvious it was fake. Very much so. (laughs) They probably used the, the water tank at Universal for a lot of it. Probably. Well, since the show had insane popularity, Taika, uh, Taika Waititi revealed that the, well, he released, a, he, he revealed the start date for production uh, sometime later this year. I forget. But uh, also that they are moving the production to New Zealand 
they're going to be shooting on yeah. location. So it's going to have a much more authentic feel from here on out. They're going to be on the fucking water. So nice. It's, yeah, it's 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 magic. It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Taika and Taika related shit, what we do in the shadows. Uh, We're about to have season four premiering July 12th, and they have been renewed for seasons five and six. Nice. Rightfully so. Uh, oh, He's a shit. busy motherfucker right now. Yeah. I mean, that I think he just executive produces a lot of these shows. Like, he also had that one, uh, the Native American or First Nations show on Hulu. Um, Reservoir Dog or Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs, yeah. I never got around to that either, but it, it's okay. I watched like the first half of the first season. Okay. It's it's nothing special, but it's not it's not bad, but it's not like groundbreaking. Oh, well, I mean, I guess it is for representation. Yeah. For for to show how it really is on First Nations uh, reservations, but I mean, other than that, that nothing special about the show. I would say. Cool. Speaking of, by the way, while we're on this topic indigenous people and whatnot uh i think uh, i meg and i expressed last time on the podcast we have kind of become obsessed with uh letter kenny on hulu which is it became kind of like our go-to show right before bed it's like a quick 30 minute just fun laughs like a, a a seinfeld or a clerks like just guys bullshitting around about nothing but canadian hicks <laughs> like farm boys but also because Canada is a very diverse place. They also interact with a lot of uh, native people, indigenous people or first nations people, but mainly that main show letter. Kenny focuses mostly on the, the farm guys. They just released a spinoff show called Shorzy, which is named after uh, one of the, one of the most absurd characters on letter. Kenny is this like foul mouthed hockey player, dude. And he just, Pretty much his entire character on Letterkenny is just telling people how he fucked their mother. <laughs> so they announced a spinoff show and we're like, how is that going to work? Like, I mean, he's hilarious when he's on screen, but maybe that's going to be too much. This spinoff show it, fucking surprised the hell out of us. It was so good. It's so the main show. And yeah, I'm just going to be gushing here for a while, Todd, even though you haven't watched it for anybody out there who watches letter kenny or is curious i implore you to watch this so letter kenny the main show they set out to make a show about nothing like they legit said like this is this is a show that you can just tune into anytime there's no like big story arcs or anything to follow you just you know come and hang out with your buddies and shoot the shit that's what letter kenny is with this spinoff show shorzy the main character spins off and it's they wanted to do something totally different and it's a traditional story arc and they only released a six episode season one. They're hoping for a season two because so the story can continue, but it's like they upped everything. It's like the production values are better and the show specifically focuses on the hockey team and them trying to rebuild this hockey team that's down in the dumps. So it's like, it's a great sports show. It gives you all those like, old-fashioned fun sportsy rooting for the underdogs vibes it like i can't like for a spinoff show that's about this ridiculous character like they they fleshed him out more they brought on like real hot like former nhl pros so it's like very authentic there's even like articles on nhl.com talking about like this is one of the most authentic hockey shows like out there right now it's crazy 
So I highly recommend, even if you don't watch the main show, Todd, I highly recommend watching Shorzy on Hulu. It's a quick six okay. episodes. I think you'll fall in love with it. It's right up your alley. But there's a lot yeah. of also, the whole point of your story was there's a lot of good representation in these shows. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I have no frame of reference, but, <laughs> you know, we've heard tell that they do a really good job of just letting... It's it's the same old story of just like you don't have to make a big thing out of it. Just let people be who they are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You 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 show you don't tell. Yeah. Like exactly. You like them. you don't have to steep your characters in traumatic events or coming out stories or whatever the fuck. You just you have your yeah. characters be characters. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got yeah. There's yeah. There's plenty of like. There's the. There's the the white like hick type people. There's the French from from Quebec. There's a lot of the indigenous people. Uh, all the natives. The natives, yeah. Uh, I should really look up what was what is the best term to use because I keep just rolling through all of them. But anyway, for for it Canada, is. it's First Nations. Okay. For um, here, it's in. I think it's uh, indigenous. Okay. But yeah, anyway, definitely highly recommend that to you, Todd, and everybody out there. Just uh, at least Chorzy. It's good times. Uh, okay, The Boys, another one we still got to get around to. I have not started season three. I haven't either. Yeah, but uh, they have been renewed for season four, of yes. course. Doing and great there. there's also a spinoff coming. Uh, they have a couple, don't they? There's like yeah. a there's like a college age one for the superheroes. Um. Which I think uh, Schwarzenegger's kid is in that. Patrick Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he says it's like uh, the boys meets euphoria is how he describes it. Yeah, which sounds insane on top of insane. And and I thought they were going to have like a little animated something too. I could be wrong. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. They've already got, I mean, Invincible is already practically the boys. So, I mean, doing an animated the boys spinoff or version would be perfectly uh, right up amazon's alley yeah yeah uh speaking of amazon um lord of the rings the rings of power uh there was an empire article exclusive talking with the uh the showrunners and uh good news basically saying for for anybody skittish about any time these big series come about and if they're actually going to complete what they set out to do they are fully invested in five seasons completely planned out they legit know what the final shot of the final episode is going to be thank god so yeah it's not gonna be another game of thrones fuck up they kind of go off the rails yeah no so so yeah they the quote was the rights to amazon bought were for a 50-hour show they knew from the beginning that was the size of the canvas this is a big story with a clear beginning middle and end there are things in the first season that don't even pay off until the season five so so pay attention to fucking everything yeah (laughs) so you know us internet nerds will yes of course speaking of game of thrones and them jumping the shark a bit Uh uh-huh apparently in development there's a Jon snow sequel show yes already like signed on for it yeah hbo is still trying to make us give a shit about game of thrones (laughs) uh the, the the dragon 
whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh, House of is, the Dragon. Is coming, House of the Dragon is coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, I think October or November of this year is the uh, actually date? Actually, August 21st. Oh, August. Day before my birthday. Yeah, that's the only official spinoff that has come to fruition so far, House of the Dragon. This new Jon Snow sequel series, possibly in development with Kit Harrington already attached, that's that you can add that on top of the pile with Tales of Duncan Egg, 10,000 Ships, Nine Voyages, Flea Bottom, and an animated series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Another, like, let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> yeah. They're trying well, to do least... Marvel on TV for them. Yeah. At least they won't be, they can create a brand new story themselves, whoever is the showrunner writers of this. And they're not going to be hamstrung by waiting for Martin to to finish whatever story he was trying to tell and then never he's getting never around to finish it. it. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Like he's still got two yeah. books. He's got two books left to go. And like he's not even anywhere near releasing the the Winds of Winter. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's even written it, to be honest. I think he's I think he's got a couple of hundred pages, but like this is gonna like if you look at all of the last books, they were all like 700 pages plus. So do you think like it's because it's just gotten too big and he just doesn't know oh, what to do with it? Absolutely. He has no idea how to resolve out so many of the plot lines that he fucking introduced. Mm. Like he introduced way too many fucking plot lines. Like the lady, uh, lady Stoneheart is not going to be resolved. The fucking, we, st- we still have no idea how, like, in the books, fucking uh, Daenerys still hasn't come to Westeros. She's still fucking in Essos. Mm. So, like, that that whole sequence still hasn't happened. Now, uh, he introduced in the last book, he introduced um, another Targaryen. Like, it's not Jon Snow, it's another Targaryen. Um, Jon Snow was just barely resurrected in the, in the last fucking... Or no, no, he hadn't been resurrected yet. So wow. he hasn't even been resurrected yet in the, in, in the fucking books. Huh. Just do what he does best. Start pooching some motherfuckers ASAP. <laughs> just red wedding after red wedding after red wedding until you have a manageable cast of characters. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the. I I haven't read the books in so long because I'm just so disheartened with ever getting Winds of Winter, let alone A Dream of Spring. So it's such a like looking back on it, it's such a roller coaster of emotion with that whole thing. Like imagining from the beginning, you know, the diehard readers, you know, have been so faithful to these books for like ten years, and then they find out. Yeah, and then they find out that there's a show, and then the show does well, and it's just like, yes, bring it, such a high high, and then such a low low, and now it's just like fucking death, because you know it's just never going to get resolved. Yeah, well, it's like, and it's crazy how fast Game of Thrones just left uh-huh. the popular culture lexicon like after that that final season it's, that final it, season was so fucking trash yes that it's only been two years and nobody gives a shit yep like yep. it did so well for so long and that was just 
that was all that was in the pop culture ether. And then it's just like, nobody wants to talk about Bruno. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't hate it outright as much as everyone else did. I definitely have my qualms about it. Um, but yeah, I think it just, I think we were just so winded of it. It was kind of a relief that it was over. Like it was just, it well, out for I think so it was long. the the writers were winded of it and the fucking the the the, the brothers or i know it wasn't they're not brothers david and david just fucking done with it they were trying to 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 get on to their marvel movies and their star wars movies and uh, anyway we don't need to rehash the past <laughs> yeah uh all right let's uh let's wrap this up with a few uh, more fun things uh that twisted metal show is still coming and mm-hmm. they keep fucking adding to the cast uh sweet tooth the psychotic clown that's always been uh at the forefront of the twisted metal games will arnett will be voicing what the fuck sweet tooth yep that's that's an interesting casting yeah i don't know uh, can he can he bring like a psychotic edge to his voice because like uh, you need that for sweet tooth like you can't be just this like oh wait a minute wait a minute i misspoke this is a live ad- action adaptation he will be sweet tooth not voicing he is well stunned. i know that but yeah. like will arnett like he's he doesn't have that edge there's there's n- nothing in his like categories of films because he's got that like quirky funny weird guy vibe he's, he's a snarky kind of dick like he's the low-key yeah. like i'll kind of insult you under my breath um but not like but, a deranged psychotic killer clown. Yeah. I don't know. Then again, they said the same with Mark Hamill, right? It's true. And then yeah. he got stuck playing that for years <laughs> and it forever. destroyed his voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. He, uh, he joins Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrix, uh, Thomas Hayden church and Nev Campbell. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see um, when it comes out. Yeah. In more wacky family-friendly stuff, you know, of course, I'm a fan of Doctor Who. Um, what? No. Yeah, for better or worse, I am a fan of Doctor Who, but I got Meg a little excited because one of her favorite actors, uh, I apologize if I'm butchering his name, but Nikuti Gatwa, who um, uh, stars on Netflix's Sex Education, uh, he, of course, was announced as the newest Doctor, newest iteration of the Doctor. We'll I'm take... sure you've already talked about this on the podcast. Yes, I did. There's more to it, though. More oh. to it now. Currently, they're filming the 60th anniversary special, which is, I believe, going to be uh, when he appears first as the new Doctor. But they're bringing out all kinds of guest stars. Dave and Tennant is returning as the 10th Doctor, a bunch of other guests. But also recently announced, Neil Patrick Harris oh God. is playing... Uh, the big bad the big villain who uh they haven't officially announced but a lot of the big whovians the super diehard fans of the classics believe he's a returning classic villain known as the toy maker and he's got kind of like an old-fashioned like toy makers like um like a uh apron like a leather i get can up see here. that from neil patrick got Harris. some goofy like willy wonka-esque hair going on now, is he gonna do a weird british accent or is he gonna stay with his american accent i don't know i mean they have introduced americans here and there in this in the series um uh they've actually i mean they've gotten really diverse with the cast as of late but uh i mean whatever he plays 
mean, if you look online and you see that preview image, she looks fantastic. I'll watch the shit out of whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> um, that looks fun. Um, over in the uh, the last Airbender universe, uh, we talked about before that Nickelodeon brought back the original creators of the Avatar show and and Legend of Korra to develop new content under the banner Avatar Studios. And they finally announced that it's going to be three new animated films that are coming out, uh, expanding the whole last airbender world. So nice. So we're at least getting a trilogy of movies. So a lot of more avatar content coming out. So long as, um, what's his face? Isn't making it. <laughs> uh, it will be all right. Yeah, no, uh, there will be no, None of those shenanigans from M. Night Shyamalan. No, no, none of that, please. (laughs) There is still the Netflix live action series that's coming and cautious optimism there, but they're really just going to be retelling the original story, Aang's story, where these new animated movies are expanding the lore. They're going to be new characters, new settings, uh, probably new eras, because if you're familiar with it all, there's just like, I mean, they, they can go in way in the past. They can go in way in the future. It's like the way they've set up that world that they could do pretty much fucking anything. Um, uh, some announcements from uh, Warner Brothers animation. Um, this was already announced previously, but uh, they're not quite done with Adventure Time yet. Yay! There's a Fiona and Cake series uh... coming, which was... like <laughs> <laughs> The excitement and then the immediate <laughs> yeah. letdown. <laughs> yeah. So a little it's ice- like saying we're gonna go for ice cream and then you tell me it's frozen yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, this is Fiona and Cake. For those of you who aren't aware, they are the gender swapped versions of uh, Finn and Jake. They yeah. are fan fiction from tellings the from yeah. the Ice King. Yeah. Um, so yes. Basically, Meg hates women. No, and, uh, <laughs> they're fine. But a lot of my friends and I agree that it's just not as strong of storytelling no, as yeah, the regular so. Adventure Time. I mean, granted, I guess you can blame that on the Ice King because he's not that good of a storyteller. No. But I don't know. There's just something to it where it's just not as interesting. And I don't know. Part of it is maybe the voice acting or just because I don't know. There's I could talk about it. A lot but i'm not gonna i think because it we already know that it is it just it's in this world of fan fiction that it doesn't really matter there's yeah. less stakes for the larger world larger universe but that's part of it anyway you'll get more adventure time-esque yeah. content coming down the road but... i mean i'm not gonna not watch it yeah but <laughs> it ain't no real ice cream no <laughs> yeah, yeah. damn it now i want ice cream yeah uh gendy tartakovsky oh that's always a fun name uh, i think we still have more primal coming i want to say i don't I hope so. think that series is over however uh i guess at this warner brothers event they released a little teaser or announcement for a new show that he's working on uh which had a weird name uh, where was it where was it stand by unicorn colon Salt. Warriors Eternal. So, which sounds a little silly, but it is 
Okay, the way it's describing it, completely different in every way from Primal. A supernatural fantasy set in a steampunk city, complete with smoking factory stacks and Victorian uh, architecture, but drawn in soft-toned 2D textures. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds bananas, but it's Gendy Tartakovsky, so cool. It'll be good. Yep. All right, my last bit of news here. I think we should probably wrap this up, but I saved one of the best for last. Did you catch that trailer? For Beavis and Butthead, do <laughs> the universe. I did. Yes. So Beavis and Butthead are back in business. First off, we got a, a trailer for this brand new feature film debuting on Paramount Plus pretty soon here. I think in like the next week or so, I want to say. Yeah, it's pretty fucking soon, actually. Uh, June, June 23rd in a few days. Nice. On top of that, at the same time, arriving on paramount plus the entire original run of beavis and butthead what? remastered with? with all the original music and music videos what? that was a huge problem for these old mtv shows we we deep dove on this when meg and i had our daria rewatched uh, early in covid mm-hmm. for the longest they time a lot of the music in daria yeah because they couldn't get the rights back to all mm-hmm. that all that original music of the era same thing with beavis and butthead when yeah, when they re- when they reap when they re-aired the uh, the Beavis and Butthead show, what, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. they cut out the majority of the music videos because they could not get the rights. Yeah. Now everything is remastered they must and have put complete. Out a, they must have put out a pretty penny for that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Paramount is officially in the Beavis and Butthead business. New movie, the original shows, and I thought I saw reports of possibly new episodes um but they might actually do a few new episodes and see how it takes so we'll see if beavis and butthead can live in our world now and react to tiktok videos well they shit. tried <laughs> doing that a few years ago with just youtube mm-hmm. um yeah they released like a seventh or eighth season but that's the beauty of beavis yes. and butthead is it can kind of riff on whatever new mm-hmm. thing is out and i guess now like memes and tiktok videos and stuff like that is a perfect platform for them yeah it'd be too boomer to get that (laughs) (laughs) so that's what bridges the gap todd yeah true but that 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 gives me that gives me hope that the somewhat related here the clone high reboot that's coming will actually be good that the that they're willing to spend the money and get the, the get the rights and, and get all that that they're actually going to put put work into the the clone high reboot that is admittedly a gap in my nerddom i've actually never watched clone high it's super short i think it was only like a season and a half or two seasons um but yeah it's coming to paramount plus and uh i still quote that from all the time say what say what if you've ever heard me say that, that's from Clone High. All right. I will add it to the list. <laughs> add it to the Steve Rogers list. <laughs> uh. And it's uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. So, oh, well, shit. That, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Yep. All right. We better get the hell out of here. Yeah. My voice is starting to hurt. So we're done. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, guys, on this uh, post COVID episode of getting off topic <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Todd lives to see the day we'll be back uh, with another episode in maybe a week or two and uh probably be talking about the rest of stranger things um 
maybe we'll have started the boys. Uh, maybe we'll start at Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah. Oh, another fun one. Meg and I have uh, started, which since we finished all of fucking letter, Kenny, um, new little easy breezy half hour before bed. Beautiful Super, cover girl. Easy breezy, beautiful. <laughs> Superstore. Finally jumped on that. Um, that's a fun, uh, fun show. Six seasons, I think, total. And if you've ever worked in any retail environment, any sort of big box store, it's so relatable. I, that's that's the reason why I never watched it is because I did not want to relive those days. Yeah. Well, it's it's good because it's making fun of a lot of the like if you work retail, you get a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I'm watching it and I'm being like that 100 percent that all that. Yes. And then other times I'm like. That shit doesn't happen. There's no way they'd let us get away with that. You know, like yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good give and take, but uh we're really enjoying it and supposedly it gets even better too. Yeah, I've gotten some good reviews from friends. It starts <laughs> off like first couple episodes seem very, very predictable. It's like immediately from episode one, you go like, Oh, okay, there's the Jim and Pam of the show. Yeah. Wonder how long it'll take for them to get together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from what we've heard, it gets really good around like season three, four, get really, really good. But, but yeah, we're enjoying it. Yeah. All, right. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you for joining, guys. This is Tony. This is Todd. And Meg. Uh, don't get COVID, people. Don't get COVID, but go watch Top Gun. And and maybe Jurassic World. I don't know. And stay away from Froyo. Stay away from <laughs> <laughs> Get real ice cream. Get real. Get real ice cream. <laughs> like good shit. Real American ice cream. No fan fiction ice cream. <laughs> no fan fiction ice cream. Title of the podcast. Later. Mm-hmm.